You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and clicking on the bell icon so you can be aware of any time we put new um, videos up. We've got loads of great guests coming up, including today's guest. Um, you probably won't recognize his face. Sorry, Simon. Um, but um, you would definitely hear him if you um, go to uh, the London Stadium. He bangs out the tunes outside the ground as you're coming in. Um, part of the LAHAD crew. It's Simon Green. Hi, Simon. How are you? Hi, Russ. Thanks for asking me. It's such an honor. <laughs> DJ brother. Indeed. Me and Simon go well back. Let's just say that. Many, many years. Many, many years. Old, in, you know, we've old ground and new ground. I have so much respect for you. Thank you. And you too, Simon. Um, um, and sure, you know, what will be great, what's great about this video is you'll find out a lot more about Simon, which I guess that you don't know in terms of what he does outside of West Ham. And, and that will come through as, we, as we're chatting. But um, what, what we do with this side is we basically inter interview loads of people all over the world, lots of different ages, about their West Ham memories, particularly as we haven't got any football at the moment to make new memories, um, but hopefully it won't be too long, um, and understand a bit more about the players that meant a lot to them. Um, so obviously, Sai, you've been a West Ham fan for a long time. What would you say would be your sort of earliest memories of West Ham? Well, I don't... Okay, so my earliest memory was given to me by my mother because I can't really remember it myself. <laughs> but after West Ham won the World Cup in 1966, apparently I picked up a ball. Uh, we used to live in Brixton. And uh, I ran outside with the ball shouting Bobby Moore. So I think that's officially my first West Ham memory, although I can't quite remember it. I think my first... My first real memory was knowing that my uncle and my grandfather were East London. I'm South London, I'm Black Lambeth. So um, anyway, my grandfather and my uncle live in Hackney. And going to visit them, you know, because they're season ticket holders. Yeah. From about 66, I guess, to about 74. In fact, my uncle left during the debenture. Do you remember that in the 80s? <laughs> Yeah, they all went to Millwall, right? <laughs> Some of them did. And um, yeah, so it's like, 
because I'm from South London, really on paper, I should probably support Chelsea. Yeah. Um, most of the people in Brixton do support Chelsea and some Millwall. But I was like, I didn't want to decide. But the thing is, I thought West Ham were a bit whack. You know, when you're about 10 or 11, I think I should support West Ham because I'm a granddad and my uncle. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, oh, they're a bit whack. I'm not going to admit that in public. So I'm thinking about it and tossing it around, you know. And then one day I watch a match of the day and it's like West Ham playing Man United. And I think we won like 4-2 or something. And I'm like, yes, now I'm a West Ham That's supporter. That's it, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like you know, I don't know, that was about 71. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And I used to go to, you know, when I went to visit my grandfather, you know, as a family, and it's Saturday, they're going to the game. So, like, it'd be like, coming down the game, Simon. Yes, they're going to holding his hand. Yeah. Stand on the terraces in the Bobby Moore, right behind the goal. Great. And, great. Um, you know, that's, that's my memories of West Ham. Yeah. You know, being asked by my uncle to run onto the pitch. I don't know if you remember this, Russ, but pre-match entertainment. You used to get two or three nippers around 10 years old, 11, get pushed out by the crowd, run across the pitch. And now the, the object is you have to dive into the crowd because if a steward gets you, yeah. you're going to get picked out, right? <laughs> you dive into the crowd and then the crowd hide you. You know, you go under their legs and you make your way back to the Bobby Moore. I did it once. <laughs> what a different like world. across the pitch. Yeah. What a different <laughs> A little Simon <laughs> Green running across the bowling. Two or three before the game. It's a bit of a tradition, I think. Oh, bless. And, and obviously, that, that had been sort of your, your earliest memories. And, you know, obviously, the glory hunter years, Simon, we beat, winning it, beating Man United and obviously the World Cup. Um, in terms of your sort of fondest memories, and that obviously doesn't necessarily include, obviously, matches. Obviously, you know, you do, you do a lot in, in the club and with the club now. Um, you know, what, what sort of fond memories stick in your mind as ones that you, you cherish quite dearly? Well, I guess it's got to be the FA Cup. Arsenal, you know, what a day. Mm. Um, yeah, what a day. I mean, it's a bit of a derby anyway, and we're aware of that. But I didn't, I, you know, I didn't expect to win. I don't know if West Ham's, you know, I think we had a chance, but what a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching that on the TV. I didn't go to the game, unfortunately. Yeah. And a brand new pair of Pumas. I can't remember <laughs> the name. They were like white with like gold. Um, my mum got me as a present because West Ham won. Oh, lovely. <laughs> In the rare chances that we do win, you got a free pair of trainers. Love it. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, funny. All right. And, and obviously, you know, obviously me, me and Simon have worked, worked together on, on various things, Simon. In terms of you know playoff finals, and remember you and me walking around Wembley Stadium with, with Bubbles the Bear and Herbie the Hammer. That's <laughs> That was a great day. Right the goal, right? Yeah, we we're right behind the goal. We've got a great picture. I've got it, and I'll put it up on, on the video. Great yeah, picture yeah. Um, taken by the Bubbles man, um, I believe, just after we'd, we'd won. So we'll put that up. It'd be great, a great one to show. Um, That's the best uh, manager's job I've ever had, looking yeah. after Bubbles. Yeah. At Hammerhead. <laughs> Such a day, because all the fans were so happy to see him. Yeah. Literally dropped him into the dressing room just before kickoff. We got him undressed, went behind the goal. I know it was. It was 
crazy. <laughs> so it was one of those days. And my 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 daughter was was due that day, famously, oh, and dear. so I was like had my phone on loud in my hand like the whole time as well as trying to watch the match as well but uh get a signal at Wembley yeah I got a signal I got a call I think it was literally like three o'clock like literally it kicked off I got a call and I thought it was my wife but it wasn't it was like a PPI call um like the timing was like brilliant absolutely brilliant but yeah she she turned up about three or four days later so it wasn't too late so she was a couple of days late but anyway enough enough talk about babies and stuff let's talk about uh your 11 uh so I so Obviously, eleven. You're eleven. It can be, you know, whoever you want to chat about in terms of players. Um, but it's your eleven, and that's what's important. So, um, do you want to introduce your your, your sort of your your, your theme, right? Uh, so, in terms of what you want to do. Right, I've called it the Lambeth Empathy Eleven. Yeah. Because really, I want to talk about players that I feel that I've got an emotional engagement with. You yeah. know, it's a deeper thing than being a great player you know some players have done great things without being great players agreed and the other way around so yeah. for me it's, i've tried to pick out the people that just struck with me at the time yeah um, no it makes perfect sense might I not be it. the best players but and that's what it is it doesn't have to be the best players so as i said it's the players that meant something to you um, and as you said it doesn't have to be the best technical players it's the you know the the ones that that you have an affiliation with i mean some people are going to some people later on in the channel are doing the 11 players that they shouted at most on the terraces and stuff like that so it doesn't really matter so right okay so let's let's go between the sticks for the lambeth empathy 11 who we got in goal si okay so the goal is going to be bobby moore Bobby Moore. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, everybody at West Ham is so proud. And I, as I said, my early memory was trying to be Bobby Moore when I was like seven years old. But, you know, for West Ham to produce a player of that quality, you know, a player at the time, Pele said he was the greatest defender in the world. Um, you know, this is special. So West, yeah. Bobby Moore was special to West Ham. But he was special to the world. Mm. So um, the reason I put him in goal is because nothing gets past Bobby Moore. So, I, I great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it. Makes perfect sense. Right. So we'll put Moro in goal. And obviously, um, you've uh, obviously for those who don't know, Simon was Simon was involved with a lot of the um, when we did the the more tribute stuff in terms of you know setting out all the seats and all the pit all the papers and stuff. Simon uh, Simon helps out that quite a lot. So um, yeah, I, I'm, actually I've got some great pictures that you took of that. Yeah. So all right, so we put more in goal then. Who are we going to let's go? Let's, we'll do a four four two just to fit everyone in. Squeeze okay. okay, let's go left back then. Who are we going to have at left back then, Si? Uh, 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 we ain't going to do. Four four two. Okay, whatever. We're gonna do sent two centre backs. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, centre back, Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Um. You know, as Tony Carr was asked the question, "How comes the academy produce so many great players?" And he's like, "All you got to do is get down to Hackney Marshes." Mm. And it's like Rio Ferdinand come from that kind of environment. And um, he was a great player at West Ham when he come through as a youth player, you know, on fire. Mm. I think he tells that story where he messed up his first goal. He used it into the crowd or something, his first, one of his first kicks. But 
you know, obviously he's a young talent at the time. It's like, wow, we're producing here. And I think it was like two years later or so, he went to Leeds and he, he ends up at Man United. And what a career. You know, yeah. for me, one of the best England fullbacks. Um, you know, he had that partnership with John Terry that never really seemed to work for me. But I think Rio Ferdinand is a great player, um, very skillful, very intelligent, and all of that. And the way he conducts himself off the pitch, you know, the way he represents himself and his team and his clarity and his bravery when he speaks. And recently his tragedy with his personal life and stuff. He's just an exceptional yeah. football character, you know, came from the West Ham Academy. It's like, wow. Still West Ham and he doesn't matter. Yeah, it's never, and that's what I was saying to some of the other day. They're talking about all the, all the people, the academies who have let, you know, the players and, but even when Rio's on telly, you still think, oh, he's, he's, he's still West Ham, isn't he? He's still us. <laughs> and so I still have this sort of affiliation with him as a player. Who's, who's he going to partner then in this, in, this, in this strange formation then, Si? <laughs> right, the other centre-back has got to be Ray Stewart. Yeah. For me. Um, a great signing, I think, from Dundee. So it's like my mate Charlie is the DJ at Dundee, same as you are at West Ham. Um, so there's a, there's a personal affiliation. Yeah. But the thing about Ray Stewart was his commitment as a club player and a team player and his bottle mm. and, of course, his penalties. I mean, maybe one of the finest penalty takers of all time, but it's like, I think he, he didn't miss a penalty for something like 42 kicks or something. And he used to do that thing that I tried to do if I ever got a chance to take a penalty. It's like, you just whack it as hard as you can, roughly to the middle, and even if the keeper gets down to it, his hand's going to go like that. Yeah. You know, if you hit it hard enough, yeah. going in, that was him. Yeah. Did it every time kind of thing. It's just textbook. And you just like, when you walk up, you get that feeling he ain't going to miss. Yeah. I mean, what sort of player have we got today that might you get that feeling? Well, I think Mark, Mark Noble. I think, you know, he's, he's dependable, isn't he? But you don't think he's going to miss. You're more, you know, and, and I think, you know, but... I just think it's the way people take penalties now. There's a lot more ambiguity, it seems, you know, because people like, you got the, obviously the more foreign-based players, they like yeah. to curl it or flick it or, or do something stupid with it. Um, whereas, you know, put it down, just thump it. Like Julian did as well and, you know, and, and Ray Stewart did. You know, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a lost art, that sort of just hitting the ball as hard as you can. That's the job of work. I'm going to score any score. Exactly, and you uh, just knew well, yeah. every time. No, exactly. Right, okay. That's that's so. Those you sent the backs. Who are we going to go with now? So I'll leave it to you. Go on. Just looking it up. <laughs> right, I've got three, three in the middle. Like this is an yep. attacking side. Love it. Left half. Yep. Pablo Zabaleta. Zab. You know, still what? You know, I used. To, I ended up playing right back. I was a fast winger in my youth. And then I sort of drop, you do that drop into midfield thing. Yeah. Then I eventually end up as a wing back. And it's like, uh, Zabaleta has got a very similar style to the way I used to play. It's like going forward and crossing and, you know, being part of the midfield one-to-one -one kind of thing. Mm. It's kind of, you know, obviously he's getting a bit old now, but, you know, his head and his skill, it's just, he's just world-class. And when he was young, guys, one of my favourite, you know, maybe one of my favourite right backs of all time. Mm. But it's like, I just feel that he's a valuable part of the team in terms of intelligence. Yeah. 
despite his age. Yeah. And, and you know, he's, no, I agree totally with and his experience as well on the team, the particularly younger players. You can tell he's saying in a dressing room, he means that he's going to lift the youngsters and, you know, he's got a club role. He's like a club player. And probably what had happened to him and what happened to me, you know, when I retired, I was about 34. I was playing in quite a senior county league, but it's just that thing about once the 19-year-old's got past you, mm. you ain't really got nothing left. And it's a bit, I think, Zab's kind of in that position. But yeah. He's so intelligent that you don't get in, you don't, you try not to get in that position. Yeah. But if you go forward, it's almost inevitable. Mm. You need that support from the centre backs and stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. All right, Zab, Zab's in. Okay. Next, next one, Si. Uh, right, centre half is Billy Bonds. Yeah. Billy Bonds, of course, legend. And who's not really going to have him in their team? I mean, what can you say about Billy Bonds? He's up there with, you know, one of the most, most loyal. Picked up the FA Cup twice, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the most loyal club players and job of work. You know, a lot of these players that I'm selecting, are, they're there to go to work. Mm. I think Billy Bonds was a fine example, an exceptional example of a steady, strong, brave club player. You know? Fantastic. No, I agree. Um, yeah. And, and, and the, um, when obviously we got the stand named after him, you could see how much that meant to him as a, as a sort of, as a sort of, as a, as a C, as a, the whole sort of event, um, a man who doesn't show any emotion was, was absolutely crying his eyes out. And I think there was a lot of, there was about 60,000 blokes in the stadium who were like, Oh yeah, I've got something in my eye as well. Yeah. Because it was a really emotional moment to see that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like we love him at West Ham. Mm. It's like we just love him at West Ham. Yeah, so, like you say, he's so humble. Um, yeah. yeah, what a player, a, a fantastic professional, fantastic yeah. example. Exactly. I think he retired around early 40s, wasn't he? When he actually retired, I believe. He dragged back a couple of times out of like semi retirement or something. Like, I have really... no idea, quite possibly. I mean, he was still the fittest man, and he still, I mean, when he came on the pitch and did the thing, he still looked like he could, he was fitter than, than than most people, you know. He still obviously looked in incredible shape for a man his age, but um, yeah, 40, I never thought of that. I didn't think it was that old. Yeah, I think it's full. I think he officially. I think he's. I think it was 40, 41, I believe. Someone will definitely correct me if I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> as, I, as I well know these things. Right, okay. Who's next? We got we got Bonzo. Who's next? Then Russ. Uh, so I sorry, mate. Who we got? got well, a similar thing, but a contemporary player, Mark Noble. Yep. Right half. Um, again, an exceptional player. I've had the pleasure to talk to him a few times. You know, through our roles. Mm. But, um. You know, what a workhorse, how committed, you know, inspirational and a, a fantastic long career. And again, of course, an East End boy, we're going to love him. Yeah, it's, it's pretty true. I, I, I rate him as a player. Hmm. No, I, I do him. as well. I think he's a great player. I think the last couple of years, he, he's, he's had a renaissance as yeah, a player. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's almost like... I don't know, maybe backstage he was given that thing that Mark, you're getting a bit off, you're getting a bit slow, bruv. But if you can if you can turn up the training a bit, you've got a chance. Mm. And he seemed to like go to another level. Yeah. You know, so um that I think that shows his hard work in training and his commitment. Yeah. He's like, he's trying to he's trying to long out his career. 
mm. quite rightly. Yeah. But with a new vigour, you know, I think he was fading a bit. And, and, I, and I wonder, and I wonder whether, just thinking about it now, whether it's the emergence of, of Declan Rice um, in the team, whether it's a coincidence, because someone mentioned Scott Parker before, and how almost yeah. like Scott Parker was almost like coaching Mark yeah. Noble, into, and it, now it's like Mark Noble is now coaching yeah. Declan Rice, and I think it might be just because he doesn't have to do that defensive job anymore. That's sort of Dex's job. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So that means he hasn't got to be too concerned about getting back. Like sometimes you play a bit deep for me, if I'm honest. But yeah, um, yeah, what a player! What can you say? Again, yeah. you know his work rate at his age just phenomenal. Yeah, Mr. West Ham, and he's Mr. Modern West Ham, to be honest. And whatever happens, I mean, I saw an interview he did. Yes, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and he basically says, "When I retire, I want to be manager or director of football at West Ham, or you know, I, and I can just see him." fitting into that role quite nicely um, yeah. okay right Nobs is in who's next then Si right so we've got five up front F- love it uh, Jan Franco Zola style I like it right let's go yep. right wing um, Tevez yeah <laughs> what a player like, I don't know, when I heard all the rumours that he was coming, you know, it was a bit dark. I think most West Ham fans are scared to death of the dogfight. I am. Yeah. For me, a good season is staying out of dogfight. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, it's like, we looked like we were going down. Tevez turns up, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. It was so <laughs> left field, wasn't it? It just, out of nowhere, this was. And then you hear the rumours about the rule breaking and the... Yeah, financing of the signing and all this kind of stuff. I think that concluded in a court case, didn't it? That West Ham several um, several court cases. I think there were several litigations. They win the finance one. They had permission to sign in. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was the main one. Yeah, Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, and um, so much so that when um, I remember Neil Warnock coming. To West Ham when he uh, up to London Stadium when he was Cardiff manager, and obviously he was manager of Sheffield United at the time, and they were all chanting, "There's only one Carlos Tevez." So you know they still they still have this sort of you know this fascination. But yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah it was uh, it, he was he was brilliant when he when when Curbs, Curbs got in the right frame of mind. Fans, it's kind of like we're fading again. It felt like we're going into that, hmm. and he just electrified the fans, hmm. and. He had a stormy start, and he's been. I think he played six or seven games. They weren't like consistently great, right? No. Um, but you always felt when he had when he had the ball, something was going to happen. Mm. You know, we're charging forward like balls. Yeah, like definitely. No one can stop him. So it's like a bit like that Man United midfield scares you to death. Mm. But it's like he always threatened the goal. So you know what a hero? Yeah. Brave as well. Great player. Can you believe he played for West Ham? No, 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 no. You can't, no. Particularly <laughs> the career he's had up since. Obviously, he's won, like, he's won, like, you know, league championship. He obviously played for United, played for City, as he's over in, you know, in Argentina, Boca and stuff. And, you know, he's... Not really after West Ham or something. No, that never happened. No, no he went, yeah, he went to... He, I think he went to United and City, didn't he? And then, and then he went to... He went to Boca or Corinthians or... Played for both, or I'm not too sure. Um, right, okay, we'll put Carlos in. Who else? So, right. who's next? Forward, Carlton Cole. 
um, inside forward. Yeah. Right. So, Carlton, what can you say? Another fan's favourite, personal favourite of mine. Yeah. Who's now an ambassador of the club, you know, and a great contributor. He come to me three times so far at different shows when I've been DJing. He just like come, hey, sign tunes. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah. So like, what a player. Yeah. You know, it felt like, I don't know, he got an injury against Wigan. I was at the game, it was at Upton Park. I remember we, he went down, it looked a bit, mm, and he kind of got up slow, got assistance, limped off, and he went into a, like a three-month injury. Mm. At that time, I can't remember what year it was, Russ, two, 207 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, maybe I'm being romantic, but it felt like he was pushing into England squad. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 I mean, he had a he had the England cap, didn't he? he got you know, yeah, he, yeah. He got, you know, I think that was under his West Ham time. So yeah, like a semi-regular shirt. Mm. You know, this is a player that improved himself. Mm. You know, he kind of he was improving all the time, and like every month, from month to month, you could see his, his focus on his training. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm, like I say, maybe I'm a bit romantic about it, but it just felt to me that he was getting near that England squad regular. Yeah. He may go on to be one of the greatest strikers in, in the league, you know? Yeah. And then he had the injury, and I don't know, like, maybe he would tell a different story. I've never spoke to him about this. Mm. I don't know. But it felt to me that he didn't fully recover his confidence after. Um, yeah, that's how it felt to me. Yeah. But and I mean... Serious knee injury. I know why, because it's not an easy thing to come back. No, you've always worried, worrying about going again, in it, and it's, it's like you know, it's like some players, like obviously Michael Owen, and you know, obviously he was electric, and then he did his hamstring in, and he relied on pace so much that he was never the same player afterwards. And I think, yeah, I think that's the same with Colton. But as you said, the amount of effort, you know, he's a club man. He's on. He works at the academies and stuff. He's the. He comes down to the the women's matches lots when you're doing the the DJ and there the fun fun days. He's he's a good he's a good lad. He's a good lad. He's Carlton. And you know, with enthusiasm, there's a genuine love of the club. It's not like yeah. oh, you know, he's like that's you know, having met him backstage, it's like yeah. Um, it's genuine enthusiasm for the club. It's like we love him, he loves us. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a it's, a sim- it's a simple, simple, simple transaction, isn't it? Uh, to be honest. Right, okay. I'm not disrespecting his football skill, by the way, because like he's still a great player. Yeah, he scored some great goals for us. He was one of the. I think Charlie Walsh said something. He did some stats, and he was like one of the. He's the last last striker who'd scored ten goals for us, league goals in two or three seasons in a row, or something like that. Um, he was still banging them in consistently when he played, as you said. Right. Okay. So we put Carlton in. Who's next, Si? Right. Centre forward. Clyde Best. Yep. You know, legendary player. Like, I watched him on Match of the Day and I see him at Upton Park with my granddad. But um, phenomenal kind of contribution mm. against the backdrop of obviously the racism in society yep. at that time. I, think, I believe one of the first big, you know, sort of black players in the league. Yeah, I think so. so. Probably this first centre forward, first mm. black forward. But the racist abuse he used to get, um, you know, wherever he went, you know, that's back in the day of bananas being obviously yeah. 
make that shit up because like no one knew what to do about a black player. Mm. So he was like the first victim of some serious racism. But what a player, what a contribution. I love this yeah. style. You know, that kind of strong centre forward that kind of hold the ball up or knock it on. Mm. That's why I've got inside forwards. Yeah, I can see. I can see. It's all, it's all part of the plan, so I can see that. He's going to be the one that's knocking it on. Yeah. And then taking it sometimes. He's going to appear in the box and get a shot in. You know, he's like a, a forward midfield centre forward kind of thing. Yeah, he, 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 I mean, I obviously I know I've never seen him play, but I saw pictures and I've seen him, seen video, and he, he was like a ball, wasn't he? He was like so strong, such a strong player. It's like everyone bouncing off him. Yeah. You know, just stand. Best type, best type of centre forward that is, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Those, those centre forwards are exciting because it's they, when they command like more than one defender. That's when you know you've got good them. Andy Carroll used to always do that. Yeah. He used to have two, you know, in the modern day, everyone would double up on him. So there's always a spare defense. Yeah, yeah, spare. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. remarkable skill, you know, just thought Andy Carroll but got close to my team, to be honest. I rate him. I'm sorry, but I rate him. Yeah. And, no, um, yeah, what a player he was. Right. Okay. So Clyde Best. I mean, the other thing about Clyde Best, because this is what we experienced at West Ham. Yeah. This was recognized by the black community, of course. You know, young players like Rowe Ferdinand, Ian Wright and stuff like that, seeing a role model. Yeah. And often when I'm about in my other work, you know, in music or, you know, I work a lot with the beam community and stuff. And if I'm wearing my West Ham football shirt, which I often do, represent. But people come up to me and say, hey, mate, Clyde Best changed my life. Yeah. He's like one of the first premier kind of black figures that I had to respect. Mm. You know, whether they live in Arsenal or Newcastle. Doesn't matter, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. often get that kind of thing. He's like got a memory to the black community because he's like, oh, that's our boy. And he's like, let's go. We can we can get there ourselves. Yeah. Kind of thing. No, it makes perfect sense. And, and yeah, for those of you who don't know, yeah, yeah, Simon does a, does a lot of the music industry. And his uh, <laughs> Facebook post, doesn't matter where he is at a concert, he might be a Wu-Tang Clan or whatever. He always has his West Ham top on. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Represent. Representing wherever he is. Right, okay. Who's say, uh, if you go and visit him, yeah. Um, not gonna do give you a cup of tea and a chat about West Ham. Well there you go. Yeah. Where is it from? He's in the beyond somewhere. Track him down and go and knock on his house, say yeah. hi. Yeah. Give you a cup of tea and talk about West Ham. Well there you go. There you go. Right, okay, who's who's next then, Si? Right, inside left forward. Yep. Jeff Hurst. Hursty, yep. And again, I've got reasons for that because I do believe West Ham won the World Cup. But the magical thing at that time, I mean, I was far too young, but the West Ham fans knew that they had a talent in the side. Mm. It's like he deserved his place in the squad, but he probably didn't deserve to play. It was no. really close. You know, yeah. there's legendary stories about all that stuff. And the way that the manager had the confidence to stick with him, because there's that thing about Jimmy Greaves, right? Yeah. And there's the whole world expecting Jimmy Greaves to play the final. And our boy go on. You know, exactly. Or a hat trick. I think still the only hat trick in World Cup history, right? In the yep. final. 
Yep, yep, still is. Um, and yeah, you know, it was almost one of those sliding doors moments, wasn't it? You know, which just made, well, it made his career and and you know, Sir Jeff Hurst. You know, in the last sort of, you know, sixty, forty years, where it's it's sixty-six. So yeah, almost fifty years. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's, it made made him. And another great workman, you know, mm. a, a professional club player. Yeah. You know, trade, played his trade, as they say, but he did it consistently, you know, skillfully, intelligently. I believe he had the opportunity to be a cricketer or something. He's a young sportsman. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and again, provides one of the greatest discussion points. You know, yeah, people still VAR. talk about it. Yeah. Don't talk to me about VAR. No. Talk about that goal. Yeah. It was in, by the way. It was in, yeah, no, we know. All right, and who's going to complete the Lambeth Empathy 11 then, Si? Well, another personal favourite, uh, uh, Alan Devonshire. Dev. You know, one of my, if I look back on that kind of, this this 11, mm. this player stick out to me as the one that I followed his career. I was excited by him. Um, you know, that kind of, dreamy midfielder that had skill, pace, intelligence, could read the game. Sometimes the midfield couldn't keep up with him. Mm. You know, like it's um you know his his start in his career, he played for some small team in South London League or something. Yep. Probably passed his signing date, suddenly gets a contract at West Ham. But he couldn't believe his luck. Um he was a plumber, right? Yeah, and we bought him for five grand, if I remember and correctly. Legend that he used to go to the game on the bus and the tube with his boots on in his bag, kind of thing. You know, he's. I just think, oh, and the World Cup, right? Let's talk about that. Who was it? Glenn Oddle. It's like Glenn Oddle kept him out of that team. Yeah. In my yeah. view, I was gutted he didn't go. I couldn't flip and believe it. But without Glenn Oddle, he would have been regular in that side. Yeah. Um, in my view, so it's like Glenn Oddle kept him out of the England team, and I was crushed. I can't remember what year it was. It's like well, there's a few like that. As Dev, obviously Billy Bonds, yeah, you know, and it's like what what you know, particularly you know, you look at people like Emily Hughes getting like sixty odd caps, and you're thinking, yeah, I should have been a lot of them could have been Bonsies, particularly as Greenwood was uh, was manager and stuff of England at the time, but. Uh, yeah, no, Dev, great shout. And a great, like, working class boy. You know, talking about that, I know you used to like the GGs and it, like, he ended up training greyhounds and stuff. Yeah. He just had a laugh. Um, a recent, like, one of the photos in that last game of bowling series. Yeah. There's a black cab on the pitch. Dev in there. Yeah. Dev's in that taxi because he wouldn't get out because they're in the VIP, right? Yeah, yeah. So he went round the pitch in a taxi, but I know he was in that taxi. That's why you got the photo. Oh, how funny. How funny. He come to a, I was doing a DJ set for West Ham when he come, did a, a shirt signing. Yeah. Recently, you know, I don't know, four months ago. Mm. I couldn't believe I was in the same room for it. With him. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So he come in and he sit down, start signing shirts and stuff. I see him nodding his head occasionally. He's like, I don't know, 40 meters away from me. I play for two hours. He's signing for two hours. At the end of it, he come over. I'm going, oh, mate, I said, I can't, 
can't believe you come over. He's like, oh, I had to come and say thanks. I'm like, what? So tunes. <laughs> That's my era. I was playing like R&B and like disco and stuff. Yeah. But that kept me going. He said, that was awesome. So Alan Devonshire telling me how good my tunes were. Well. I was trying to tell him how good. I told him that story about Hoddle. Yeah. I said, the thing is, you were better than Hoddle. He's like, oh, I wouldn't say that. It was really modest about it. I yeah. said, no, no, you had a final ball. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you get that with Dev. Yeah, you get that with Dev, don't you? He's, he's such a modest player, and everyone everyone he plays with speaks so highly of him. And that's always my yardstick of who was a good player, if the players respected him as well. And everyone who talks, you know, when they do the pitch, get the players on half-time and stuff, and they talk about, you know, it was 86 boys or whatever, Dev's always the one they're talking about, you know, and that's that, that shows that the, the sort of the... I wanted to be him. We're a similar age, in fact. He's a few years older than me, but it's like when I was playing, you know, he was playing when I was playing, you know what I mean? And I just, I just wanted to be him. Yeah. I just wanted to be him. <laughs> well, that concludes your very attacking Lambeth Empathy 11. So we've got Moro in goal, then we've got Rio, Ray Stewart, Zab, Billy Bonds, Nobes, uh, Tevez, Colton Cole, we got Clive Best, we got Jeff Hurst, and Dev. Finally, it'd be entertaining, wouldn't it? It's been... exciting, isn't it? It's going forward, team. It would be first on match of the day every week. Otherwise, we won five nil or lost five nil. But hey, I'd love to see that team play. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. It's been absolutely it's been brilliant. I've been had a great time chatting to you, and thank you to obviously you spending the time. You had a lot of thought got into that. I can tell. I know you've been racking your brains and trying to condense your list down to to your oh, final eleven. And yours, mate. I know, yeah, I know. Um, and obviously, thank you to everyone else for for watching. Obviously, you know you what to do: like, share, subscribe, watch them all. And until next time, guys, take care, stay safe. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.